gotta take your seat I got a presentation You're gonna sit right here We're gonna have a celebration Everybody here Look at the spreadsheet Everybody get up on dance on your feet Eat some cake Eat some cake It's your corporate What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frogcast, coming at you, not live, from various frog quarters across the nation. I'm here with the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. I licked a butt for you, lum, 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 lum. Oh, no. All right. Oh, no. frozen. Uh, Everything's frozen. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm back. Everything's good. Did you laugh at... Little drummer boy or little we, lumber boy? No, we didn't hear it because you were frozen. Oh god damn it! <laughs> I I said I licked a bum for you, lum 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 lum. It was very good. That's, and then everything froze. Yeah. And now are you here. there now? Are you guys yeah. there now? Yeah, Jesus yeah, we're Christ! Here. We're here. Come on, let's pick it up, people. <laughs> All this right, is a pick up the energy. We also got <laughs> coming back, uh, Ms. Allison Mick. Hello. Hey, did you do a fart noise with your hands? I did. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Anyways, um, yeah, I did. We got lots to talk about. I mean, we got celebrities doing stuff. We got movies that. that are being shot. I oh, shooting movies. I interviewed Steve Gutenberg, which has been. Yep. A lifelong, a lifelong dream of mine. You don't. What do you mean you don't know who that is? I mean, I had to look him up. I mean, he's like literally the biggest movie star of the 1980s. I mean, sure. If you grew up in approachable hot in the early 90s. What was he? But was he a big deal? He was. He was a huge deal, dude. He was in. He was in Police Academy, Cocoon, Short Circuit. And then both three men and a little uh, three men and a baby, and then the sequel. Who was he? Who was he in Short Circuit? Was he? Uh, uh, he he played was, the circuit. Was he, he the, the Indian robot. guy? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that was Fisher Stevens. Come on, Fish, Fisher Stevens. He did a great Indian face. He did. I actually don't remember. I think Steve Gutenberg was like the voice of the Johnny boss Five? of. Uh, I think he was like Fisher Stevenson's boss or something. I don't remember exactly. It's been a really long. So time. So you're telling me that Steve. Guten, is it Steve? Yeah, Steve. Steve. You're telling me that Steve Gutenberg, big star of the 1980s, got third billing in short circuit behind a robot no. and a white guy. No, no, he got top billing to at Indian. the time. But at, at, like in your mind, he gets third billing because I think he's like the the least, the least memorable. interesting part. Well, he's not like he's memorable. He's so famous. How come I don't remember him? Yeah. He's kind of like yeah. if you had a Venn diagram of like Tom Hanks and Chevy Chase, like uh-huh. Steve Gutenberg would be right in the middle somehow. Like he's not. Yeah. He oh, wow. He doesn't really do any physical comedy and he's not even like funny necessarily but he's like <laughs> kind of like regular guy like in in the 80s movies you needed like a regular guy uh to be like the the straight You're man like, whoa titties yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly but like he was the whoa titties like, guy but what the, i felt like there was like straight men who were pretty funny um like uh no both straight of, men are funny 
first of all, how dare you, dude? How dare you? <laughs> uh, no, like, like both of the weekend at Bernie's guys. Oh, I thought they were great. Yeah. Can you hear us? He was like, what's kind- going on, Allison? Sorry, I pressed a button on my headphones and then the song I was listening to earlier started playing. Really oh, yeah. Oh, That's the well, thing. We're back. But yeah, no, he was like one of those guys. He was the regular. He was the regular guy. And then that shtick worked really well for a while. And then uh, and then he was like gone. And then then he sort of he came. Probably, he, probably down. S- he started a family, probably. He died and, wrong with that. and came back in uh, Eric Roberts form where he's now he's in like 100,000 movies that you'd never hear about. Like uh, Lava Lantula, which is like apparently like a Sharknado movie about a giant tarantula that uh spews lava that has lava yeah something Damn. like that big and like broadest lava yeah, <laughs> yeah broadest, <laughs> it's the broadest lava lava he's like a broadest lava 10 yeah so but then also like he is also the star of my favorite celebrity encounter story ever oh which one so when i was living in new york in like 2008 i think it would have been uh my ex-girlfriend was was like dog sitting for her roommate she had this uh dalmatian and uh she's walking the dog in the upper west side and uh the dog just like randomly had explosive diarrhea that day so (laughs) she was like trying to drag where this this is going she's trying to drag the dog like off the sidewalk to like spew liquid shit into the gutter and uh as she's doing this uh, Steve Gutenberg, who apparently was eating out at a cafe nearby while this was going on, came over <laughs> and like started hitting on her and like found out she was going to school for theater and was like, oh yeah, we could talk about acting sometime and blah, blah, blah. And like gave her his digits. Uh, and so while the dog was taking liquid doo-doos. Yeah. 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 It was a diarrhea dog. Him across the street, like a fucking, uh, like a mortar round. That's yep. cool. Yep. Do they? Yeah. Do they? So, do, do, do they ever go out? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, that's a bummer. She should have ta- yeah. taken them up on that. I know, and I, I never mean, prank called them either because I never knew what to say. But <laughs> I kind of wanted to prank so, call Stephen Goodberg. Maybe if I got that one dude who does the sound effects, it would have been a good. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, call. Michael Winslow. Carl Winslow. Yeah, Paul Winslow. Michael Winslow. <laughs> He was the no. talent in that movie, let's be honest. Michael Winslow. Um, Carl, oh, yeah. Carl Winslow is of Family Matters fame. He's a cop. Family Matters. The dad, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All, but, cops oh, are, no. all cops are bad. A-cab. A-cab, <laughs> yeah. A-cab, so A-cab. Then, A-cab. <laughs> I'm sorry. A-cab. So then I got offered this uh, interview because he's promoting uh, this movie that he's in on Hulu about like an evil... Uh, emotional support animal and uh they're releasing it <laughs> to coincide with like national pet week and i'm like oh, wow perfect. the cosmic uh coincidence is here oh, yeah like, yeah like everything's coming together like fate has brought me and steve gutenberg back together over a dog once again so, and, so you interviewed uh, him so you know i interviewed him and of course like the only thing i can think of is i want to ask him about the dog about diary. The shit yeah, yeah, yeah. About the dog diarrhea story, because it's my best story. Uh, yeah. And then... It's your best like, story. Maybe... 
<laughs> it is. It's a good story. Oh, man. It's a good story, but I, I love that you're like, no, celebrity it's the story. only story I have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the best like story that involves a celebrity, I think. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, and uh, you know, like uh, Steve Gutenberg also apparently holds a world record for most hot dogs prepared in under a minute. Um, prepared? Prepared? Yeah, I don't know what it means, but it's he's on the. How many did he fit in that microwave? <laughs> yeah, I was like, how many he's... did he put into a boiling cauldron? <laughs> Look, I, I I didn't interview the Guinness people who certified his record, but certified. Oh wow, but they he did. is certified. Wow. Yeah, that's right. And did uh, he tell you this or no? This was have... this happened in my research because I'm very professional. He doesn't like to talk. About oh, you're a real interview guy. Yeah, look at me. Look, look at you. Oh, so I had lots to talk. Ask him about, and then you know, somewhere around 90 seconds into the interview, where he compared himself to Picasso, I was like, I don't think I can ask him about the dog shitting story. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Picasso was a creep to women too. I, I don't I know if he it. was creepy, but, you know, she was she was of age at the time. Uh, That's all that matters. Uh, wait, so wait a second. He compared him in what way did he compare himself to Picasso? So I was trying to figure. So like it, he was like the biggest comedy star of the eighties, and then he didn't do any movies from nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety five, and so yeah, you know, I was like kind of Picasso himself. I was kind of curious if that was like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly like Picasso. (laughs) That's what he said. So (laughs) so I'm like trying to figure out if that was like a conscious choice on his part. Like he didn't want to deal with the bullshit anymore. Or if he actually like did a movie that bombed and no one wanted to hire him anymore. Uh, And he... We're trying to get the tea. And he was like... Does he just think that blue period means depression? uh, I think it was was his way of saying that... uh, People didn't want to buy his his stuff during that period for whatever reason, but yeah, yeah. He, you know, just like Picasso, who like no Picasso. one to buy he, his stuff. He yeah. said like Picasso's blue period, and then uh, and then wait, wait, wait. He actually said this. Do you want me he to read that... the actual quote? Because I can. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, let me find it. One second, because it gets better. Also, like it's not the only highbrow reference. Uh, <laughs> so hold on uh okay so he said uh it's show and it's business so my job is to do show to be the artist i can be the most creative and most open the most explorational artist i can be and the business is selling paintings so sometimes your paintings sell at the gallery and sometimes they don't there was a period during the blue period for picasso that his paintings didn't sell as vigorously Van Gogh never sold a painting until years after. So being an artist is the same thing to me every day. I've been very, very fortunate, blah, 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 blah. Jesus Christ. And then, and then, <laughs> and then later... He was in fucking police academy. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then later, oh like, God. I was trying to find out, like, what, like, what his deal is now. Like, if he, you know, if he can just kind of take a job if it's interesting to him or just chill out uh-huh. when he wants to. And, uh, and he says, as Robert Frost said, when your vocation meets your avocation, then you never have to work. Uh, so, you know, I think that's his way of saying, um, uh, tarantula two will be coming out on, uh, <laughs> on crackle, uh, <laughs> next year. 
No, that sounds like someone who's got like a real big mortgage. As Robert Frost said, um, the <laughs> bank is going to take my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Robert Wadsworth Longfellow who said, I got divorced a few years back and bitch took everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, he was like, he was very much like an actor and... You know, respect. He knew his. He knew his shit. Like he was talking about the guys who directed this Hulu thing. It was talking about like obscure, obscure movies they directed that I'd never heard of. So, uh, I mean, I mean, he knew his stuff. Oh, wow. So he I knew couldn't... the other projects of the people he worked with. That's yeah, wild. they were pretty obscure. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look that stuff up if I was like Steve Gutenberg playing like a a crazed he up the newspaper Guinness editor. Book of world record. Yeah, you have a weird respect for Steve Gutenberg. And yeah. and I guess it's less about respect. It's like a knowledge of him that I, I don't like. When you said I'm interviewing Steve Gutenberg, do you have any questions? Well, and I remember. Go- I had to research remember- the guy. Right, but I was thinking to myself, like, sounds like a name, but it sounds like a person. To be honest with you, sounds like a museum in New York. Like a. <laughs> Uh, like Steve Gutenberg sounds like it's rare to me because I it's, grew up. It's in not like, Steve I, Guggenheim. No, I know, but it's rare to me. I grew up, you know, with Jews everywhere, so yeah. no Jewish names don't sound fancy to me. They sound um, like allergies. Um, you know, uh, where 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 I I assume in other places where there's less Jews, you know, maybe a, a Jewish last name sounds fancy. You know, uh, you know, like oh, that's where the Goldmans live because mm-hmm. got gold in there or whatever. And mm-hmm. also, anti-Semitism is ingrained. But Steve Gutenberg sounds like a rich guy from New York. You know what I mean? That sounds yeah. like a fancy name. Sure. So. So I had to think hard, like, who the fuck is he interviewing? Steve Gutenberg. Don't know. And uh, once I looked him up, still don't know. <laughs> Which that's, what, don't that's know. what I think is the interesting thing about him, because he was like one of the most famous huge. people in America for a while. And now you talk about him, and you're like, who? What? He was yeah. America's sweetheart. Yeah. He was? Also, that's Steve Gutenberg. What about that name sounds fancy to you? I like uh, it sounds Gut- like a guy that like fixes boat motors on Key West. Like, <laughs> you maybe knew maybe you knew a Gutenberg. I just didn't know any Gutenbergs. Uh it was like it was you know, it's just like a name. It's just like I don't know, it sounds it sounds like rich New York guy. And I know that sounds like I'm saying rich New York Jew. And in a way I am. But what I'm saying is that it just like for some reason Gutenberg. There's something like you just uh, hear Jeffrey Epstein. I hear Jeffrey Epstein. You know, I hear you know something fancy about it. And Jeffrey think, Epstein was was nothing if not fancy. Do you think Steve Gutenberg was ever on Jeffrey Epstein's plane? I hope so. For his sake, it would make his you know anecdotes a little bit more palatable. I feel like, like his <laughs> his fame like, I think it someone... coincided with his blue period. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. His blue period was just fucking children on an island. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> his, We're just kidding. We're his just fame, kidding. His fame, I think, peaked too early for uh, Jeffrey Epstein because like. Uh, Chris Tucker was was the one on you know Jeff Jeffrey Epstein's yeah. plane and island. It was like people with obscure yeah. late nineties yeah. fame. I think that sucks, man. Okay. That sucks because it's like if you're him and you're like God, I don't I know. So, Ethan Embry wasn't. It was like Ethan Embry, Chris Tucker. Embry was uh, like, what's that guy's name from Crazy Seth Town? Green. Yeah, Seth Green, <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Kennedy. Town. 
Is is it really? Is it still pedophilia if it's Seth Green? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean if you fuck like, Seth Green or if Seth Green fucks? No, someone like else? Seth, if Seth Green fucks, you know, if a twenty-eight-year-old Seth Green fucked a sixteen-year-old, is it pedophilia? If, if the she's shorter seven- than him, yes. If she's taller than him, no. Right, like if the seventeen-year-old didn't know it was pedophilia, you know, it's like a, if a tree fucks a child in the woods, does the, you know, like, <laughs> sure. I'm saying he's small and he looks like a child, although he probably looks like an adult now, which is probably yeah, weird. He just looks like an old child. Yeah, yeah, he looks like an old child. He, he seems just looks like, like someone a divorced who, kindergartner. He seems like someone <laughs> who still wears really long shorts that go over the knee. Yeah, yeah. And like still wears like a t shirt yeah. over a long sleeve t shirt. Oh hell yeah. I still like that look. I don't care. I'll never oh, give it man. up. It, Somebody is like late weed whacking. Do you guys hear the weed whacking going on? I do on? a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the listeners won't hear it, but maybe they will. I, I hope or? not, but I, I hate it. It's at Matt's house. I'm sorry. It's at my house. No, it's you know, it's 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 fine. I just wish Stop. All right, it's probably, it's it's Francesca's mom. She's probably like, you know, like doing something. We need probably weed whacking. And was like, he won't hear this. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Well, I mean, was he nice, though? Was Steve Gutenberg nice? Yeah. I mean, he was polite. Like, he wasn't like rude to me. He was definitely... He was he was serious at a level that I felt like I absolutely could not ask about hot dogs or dog diarrhea <laughs> and and it makes me sad and it makes me feel like I'm a coward and like I No, no, I wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, yeah. you're a professional. Cuz listen, you're talking to Sir Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. of the of, of the, the long of the Long Island Gutenbergs. Um, he is actually from Long Island. Are you shocked? Manhasset? Knew it, dude. Knew it. Yeah. I don't know how I knew it because I don't know anything about he, the East Coast. He also did the thing where like, I, I was like, tell me if this is right. And then I ask a question and then he's like, oh, no, that's not right at all. And then he basically says what I just said, but in different words. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, sure. Whatever you say. Well, guys. hey, you know what? Now I'm just moving the mic over just in case. And then I sort of felt like, is it a betrayal if I tell this story about the dog diarrhea? And then he immediately like starts comparing himself to Picasso. Like, in, like am I deliberately trying to make Steve Gutenberg look bad or am I, or is he doing it himself? You know, I don't know. I mean, it feels like he's trying to sound fancy. And I think there's, there's nothing wrong with letting him have that because at this point in his career, he's earned it. He's earned comparing himself to Picasso. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. D- d- does he have awards? Is he like an Emmy guy? I Did don't, he win an Oscar? I, don't, like, I think he had some acclaimed performances, but I don't think he was ever like nominated. He was kind of like... He was on Dancing with the Stars season six. There you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's awards. good. Fire Island Golden Wagon Film Festival. That's a good film. That's one of the achievement award. Wow. Wait, he got a lifetime achievement award at the Fire Island Golden Wagon 
film festival. Yeah. Film festival. I forgot the last. I was like, is this an art festival? <laughs> it's uh, given to a member of the entertainment community who embodies the same love of Fire Island, independent spirit, and community service that Randall shared. Wow. Wow. Who's Randall? Did I just out him? Oh, is Steve Gutenberg? No. No, he's married. He married a lady last year. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I was like asking him him about New York and like, you know, LA. He moved out to LA what when he got New married. What was New York like in the 70s? Well, I did yeah. want to know that. But is it like Joker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there a clown union? And I he like was like, c- actually, it was more like Miss 45. Were you were you in clown union and then uh, and then guy gave you gun and then gun fell out of hospital when you were with kids and then fired from union then put on clown paint then you killed a late night ho yeah so was that was that your experience I was asking him about moving to Pacific Palisades and uh, you know I was like it's uh, oh he's doing good he lives in in the Palisades yeah he does oh I'm sure he's rich Ooh. as hell. Uh, yeah, I was and like, he paid cash for his house. I was like, if you yeah. found I've found things in Pacific Palisades that make you not miss New York, and uh, and he says, absolutely. Uh, there's a Pearson Playhouse, which is a wonderful theater in Pacific Palisades. They always have terrific fare, and the library is magnificent in the Pacific Palisades. You have the mountains, you have the sea, you have the beach, you have terrific book clubs, a woman's club, the Optimist Club. You have the Armed Services Club. There's no lack. There's a great bookstore, so there's no lack of intellectual stimulation. He's he's definitely part of the Optimist Club. He did not club. need to say those first two things. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, do, do these things make you miss New York? No, I have these things that fill in for the most famous things about New York. Yeah. Broadway where, and its library. Yeah, where they have things like the Empire State Building, we have the sea. <laughs> and where they have things <laughs> where like they have Times beautiful. Square, we have Gelson's. We have yeah, we have Gelson's. Yeah. I do feel and like that's the, a New York yeah. thing is that you have to brag about all this culture that you have access to that you'd never actually go to, but because that is like that's like the only real draw is that you have all this culture so it makes up for yeah, it makes up for living like an animal so you're like yes sure yeah i live in a rat yeah. hole yeah. but we have all these great museums and this play yeah. and blah 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 and you're like okay yeah we get my it cage has the like best person, food in the world if i stick my head up above i can see the sky for a second yeah, yeah and it's a beautiful sky um the best yeah sky. You, the, you know why the sky is so blue it's because of the hey. water Hey, I'm I'm walking sky. I'm, sorry, I'm skywalking here. Uh, I got it eventually. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's uh, that's one of the things I like about LA though is because there's kind of like no one, anyone who does that is looked at uh, as a clown. Anyone <laughs> right. who anyone who's just like oh, you know, uh, like naming all of the uh, the wonderful organic uh grocery stores that they go to and all that stuff you're like you can like safely put them in the clown section um and that and th- that's okay you know there's nothing there's you know that's just how it is but it's uh it is like weird that he goes to the optimist club i want to know what that is yeah i, I yeah i had to look it up and i still don't know i still don't understand what it is but it I mean, sounds terrible they just read the news and then try and put a spin on it yeah i mean isn't every well isn't yeah. working in any tech business basically like joining the Optimist Club? Like if the you're... Optimist, 
club is just uh that's like when you go to therapy and then they give you fucking prozac yeah. <laughs> i mean that that sounds like the i mean hey you know what i I like that your initial thought is like, I don't know what the Optimus Club is, but it sounds terrible. Yeah, it, sounds like yeah. You know, yeah, it does. It sounds like you therapy. need to go. I mean, honestly, is there anything worse than people telling you that you need to, th- need to think more positively? Fuck off. Oh, oh I hate God. that. But, um, you know, like, I mean, a little bit of, a little bit of optimism. That's why they have a okay. club to go do that to each other. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe it's like a place where like you go to um to let out some optimistic steam because you're afraid to be optimistic in front of your pessimistic friends well anytime yeah. anyone anytime someone uh makes a legitimate point uh, uh like anytime someone brings a legitimate complaint to you and your response is like ugh, why do people have to be so negative like it's uh it feels like oh, a, yeah. it feels like a tell. i hate that <laughs> i hate that the most that's usually what people are saying when they're like oh you know i like to stay positive I like to surround myself with positivity uh i don't Just like right like think positively like look at the horizon and think good about vibes like all only of your blessings uh-huh count them all yeah the no. things that are going well in your life i'm just doing an impression of my mom right now <laughs> oh <laughs> that sounds nice though but yeah no like uh yeah there's definitely like the same people who are like good vibes only just think positive the power of positive thinking are like you're you're looking at cops in this way that's just not right. Like they're those guys, yeah. you know? They're they're like Oh, it's the people the ones... who are like, "Oh, what do you I don't know why you would bash an entrepreneur like Elizabeth Holmes. Like Theranos just has like a really good <laughs> like the message if you think about what they're trying to do, it's about, it's about what they're trying to do, not what's actually yeah. happening." Yeah. yeah. Did you hear exactly. her talk about her sick uncle or father or whatever it was based on the situation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, let's I mean, just do yeah. Firefest. Let's be legends, you know? Let's, yeah, let's fuck it. Let's be legends. Yeah, there's a... Uh, Baby! I think there's like a... Uh, there's a, a mental illness in overly positive people that is like one of those mental illnesses that you're like, I I think I'd like to have. But sure. the problem is, is oh, that, yeah. that the overly positive people aren't overly positive. Uh, they, they aren't actually that positive. But for the most part, I think they are um, just delusional. They're delusional and they're also like they're just they want to be contrarian to any negative thing that it, like like if you're an overly positive person, then you're you're kind of like wait, what's that noise? Sorry, one second. I'm just getting coffee. Oh, OK. Is someone listening to the radio in the. <laughs> yes. You just you just keep it on, huh? No, please, please. No, I'm sorry. Hey, I walked into you, the kitchen. Why don't you chop that onion though? There was a nice onion there. No, I think what people are what people are generally saying when they like talk about positivity and being more positive is that they want to be immune to criticism. That's usually yes. what it means. But like also though, but like to be, you know, someone who is like, I don't know, deliberately positive, like that's part of their, like they try to, there's someone who who claims that they are, I am a positive person, um, is inherently setting up a a dichotomy in which there are like a bunch of negative people around them. Yeah. You got haters. You're beset by personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Which is, that's inherently pessimistic to think that everyone else is not 
positive, you know? Just And just because someone has, like, a criticism of something, uh, and you especially, it doesn't mean that they're negative people. Maybe you got some work to do. Yeah, you got to be more mindful. Yeah, more mind. <laughs> yeah, mind it. No mind. What is that from? What? Mind the floor. Mind the people. No mind. <laughs> I have no idea. Is that the Matrix? That's the love guru? <laughs> no. No, there's... It's like a... It's like... Is it the last samurai? There's... I, I don't know. I can't... I can't remember. Something Orientalist, it sounds like. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I did the accent, but it was like from a movie. So I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No. I, I'm trying to do the. Channeling your inner Fisher Stevens. I, I... <laughs> no, but what was that? It's like, it, no mind. There's, it's, I don't know. We're going to figure it out eventually. Pay no mind. Is that, Allison, you looking it up? Uh, how to achieve no mind state in one minute. Ooh. Wow. I love <laughs> no it. No mind state. Of course, that is the first Google Oh, result. wait. Here, it's, it looks like Last Samurai. Oh, it is. Uh, Sometimes Matt, like, just sort of short circuits, and then he has uh, random bits of movies that spew out. Yeah. Someday you're going to be just like yeah, your, your dad. The Last Samurai. Yeah, that's Come on. I know. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, it's Last Samurai. It is. It is Last Samurai. Oh, that's such a good scene, dude. I won't do the accent again, but he's telling him no mind. It's pretty sick. He's basically saying, like, you're thinking too much about your surroundings. Don't think, you know? Yeah. And like, There is no spoon. Here's one cool trick for achieving the no mind state. Exactly. (laughs) It's just a guy tucking his dick and balls behind his legs and doing the (laughs) Buffalo Bill dance. (laughs) 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 oh my god you know i realize that like like uh, sometimes i'll just think of a movie and it'll come out but it'll be an accent and i'll do it because and then i have to like think to myself Hey, I gotta, I gotta unlearn this because I can't just be going doing accents around, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you gotta but, check but your yeah. fucking privilege, dude. I just, I'll get, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble and shit. But also, it's like, uh, yeah, you know. Luckily, I don't have that for like. Um, Matt, did you just explain the concept of thinking before you talk? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess that is what I. <laughs> But it's like one of those things where it's like I have to learn that, you know. In fact, it's something my brother used to tell me, you know, Fellas. all the time. He'd just be like, "Think before you speak." He would say, he would yell that at me at the dinner table. Your brother? Yeah, Come my on. brother would yell a lot of things at me. Oh, one time I was thinking about this in the shower today. Older um, brother. Older brother, yeah. Uh, one time, because uh, we used to fight a lot, and one time uh, he he and I were fighting like on the couch. And I was like, what, like six or seven or something like that. And uh, he pushed me over the edge of the couch, and I fell and I hit my head. And then I pretended to uh, be knocked out because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to see what he would do. You were like, trying to I do a to... false flag like that dude in Buffalo. Yeah, I was trying to do a false flag. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing was, the Antifa fainting super soldier. Exactly. Can you start I trying was, to hide your body. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 
just yeah, want to see what he would do. He started burying me alive. <laughs> no, no. He, uh, oh, shit, I wanted oh, to shit, see, oh, well, because, yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted, oh, shit, oh, shit, um, mom. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have been nicer to him when he was exactly, alive. Exactly, yeah. exactly, And then I pop out of the grave and I'm just like, ah. But no, what happened was uh, complete silence. And then I slowly, I hear his little fucking 10-year-old feet patter over to the TV, turn it on, and then start watching TV. The dude, <laughs> the dude literally ignored it. He, he saw it and he was like, well, I don't want to get blamed for this. <laughs> Maybe like if I go watch... Hereditary. What yeah, happened? Straight up. He fell. I'm just gonna go to sleep. Yeah, straight up. He fell. That's what that's what it was. Yeah. Or he was gonna wait till your mom came in and was like, oh my god. And he was gonna be like, what did you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. No, that, that is that's straight up like it was one of those things. And then I think I like uh, eventually I got up and I was like, Oh, what happened? And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. I've just been watching TV. And I'm like, <laughs> You piece of shit. Your brother sounds cool. Yeah, he was cool as fuck. At least he didn't start digging a hole. Yeah, no, it is nice that he didn't try to bury the body. Oh, man. oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> Gotta get rid of the evidence. Which is mad. What, son? Yeah. That was a weird moment in Hereditary where he's just like, I'm just gonna park. Well, what do you do when your sister's head comes off because it hit a pole? You try to put it back on. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like drive her and the head to the hospital, and then you screw. That's such a good moment because he's he's you know his sister's head came off, and his first thought was, "Oh, my mom's gonna be so mad." Yeah, I loved it. I really related to it. Yeah. I was like, God, I wonder if I would have done the same thing because I definitely uh, am of the mindset uh always go to sleep and everything will probably turn out okay in the morning. Um, and that's usually true, but not for like I think grievous bodily harm yeah yeah so yeah like hey. i get the mindset is what i'm saying oh yeah gorilla mindset um <laughs> so what are you guys what's the what's the what's the deal what's the deal with this crystalia am i right what's going oh, on that's a highbrow hey. reference yeah what's going on um, with that it's a great question. Um, so I don't know much about it. Um, I I was busy for a good portion of the day um, last night. While that shit was going on, I was uh, recording. Um, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that uh, I learned about it and read two tweets and decided uh, I'm going to wait till the frock cast to get all of my details <laughs> sure on this. Uh, i have details oh what are the details? yeah because i kind of looked at like i okay. keep getting people keep texting me about it asking me like if i know anything about chris D'Elia, and i'm and i was kind of like did you know about this and not tell anybody yeah what? i was kind of like why oh, do they think you i was like oh i think they just want to know like oh is this like a rumor like a common rumor in the comedy oh. world and uh and i was kind of just like uh -oh. oh is chris D'Elia a sex pest that seems right yeah that was basically uh, my whole that was my whole arc there yeah yeah there's a twitter account called she rates dogs that okay. people send uh screenshots of like dms to usually of like their exes or like dudes that have been creepy 
in their yeah. DMs to him, to them. And I think she had gotten so many about Crystalia that she was just like, all right, posting it today. And then she started getting like so many more. Mm-hmm. Wow. They just like were flooding in. Damn. And then everyone's like, then a bunch of comedians were like, we've been new. And like, everyone's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. They were the I'd ones listen. that were like, funny's funny. Like, he was, he's just, they're just jokes about how he hates women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, wait a second. Yeah, it felt like a pylon. And I was kind of just like, yeah, that seems right. But also, I have no knowledge, firsthand knowledge of any of this. So, uh, it was like go watching off. like a digital version of like, me too, me too, me too. Everyone's just like, yeah, here's, some yeah, but it's all one guy. Yeah. Uh, but what's crazy about it is I actually I I didn't know this. I know I don't know anything about Cristalia, other I don't than hang he has out like the a laugh factory. So well, I mean you know that's true. I don't, but he is one of those guys who has uh, I would say a spiritual similarity to Dane Cook. I was gonna so say the exact me. same thing. <laughs> I was gonna say here like I, I feel bad because most of my opinion is based on the fact that he kind of reminds me of dane cook and dane cook is like dating an 18 year old or whatever right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah and, <laughs> but i i had never heard any rumors you know not because like with dane cook yes i've heard a thousand things about dane cook but uh with crystalia yeah you just never really heard i i, I just never really heard about it but it, I, I hate to say it doesn't surprise me because that is, I have a, a, a slight fear because he looks like a creep and he ends up being a creep that like, I mean, I don't know what my face says to people. My hope it says uh, like good dad is what the <laughs> face that I'm going for. Like I look like I'm a good papa, but I have a feeling but it's different is... because you're because you're like all neurotic and Chris D'Elia has the uh, uh he has the swag. He has that he's van he has that weird got... yeah, he's got the Van Wilder confidence and you're like, I don't oh, know, yeah. something about this seems off to also, me. Also, but... he played a comedian who's also a pedophile on two different TV shows. Oh, is he it did? two? Yeah, Workaholics uh and you. Dang. Really? Yeah. That's just his I mean, you know. Yeah, that's uh, he, he, he maybe he was going method. Yeah, just use it, you know. Yeah, use so, it, use it in, in the terms, scene. In terms of uh, pedophile, I, I imagine that the um, the the charge is that uh, that he was DMing uh underage girls and uh in possibly was he also like did stuff with the with the underage girls is that is that in there too i don't know i just heard about soliciting the soliciting yeah, was it, yeah, yeah. wasn't it a thing where he supposedly um was had made like a like a compilation video or something of like setting booby traps for girls that he'd yeah had sex with what? on the way out of as they were like running out of his uh hotel rooms or whatever and was like sending Wait, around really? about that yeah i've never heard that about was like that, the one or two he made, like memes of it and like that's sent a, it to his friends yeah allegedly whatever i don't know wow if, if that's true then um you know 
that's worse than pedophilia to me. No, but I'm kidding. I also no, think there's, <laughs> there's a weird thing that I do is that whenever like someone says like a, a comedian is uh, like a sex creep or, you know, has some sort of personal problems, I'm like, part of me says like, well, yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, a bunch. it's not like it's a bunch of incredibly mentally stable people that choose this. Oh, no. Yeah. Profession. Yeah. 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 No, none of it surprises me. Um, but especially none of it surprises me when it's like an obvious case like Chris D'Elia. Like if I had heard that story, I think I would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a piece of shit. He does that. <laughs> I see. I didn't know that. All I knew about Chris D'Elia, this is a weird thing. And this is coming from a weird place. But I've always had a little bit, even though he's like one of the biggest comedians in the world, a little bit of sympathy for him um, before all this because number one i hadn't heard any creepy stories number two because no comedian likes him because he's (laughs) because like literally zero comedians like or respect him he's like one of those people that like even the people at the comedy store which is like i'm talking like real scum of the earth comedians (laughs) who i I love dearly um uh but like scum of the earth even they can't that he can't get their respect. So uh, so I always kind of looked at him. There's one of the reasons I looked at him at, at like Dane Cook. Whereas with Dane Cook, I was like, well, yeah, Dane Cook is like a creep bag, um, creeper piece of shit who became one of the biggest comedians in the world uh, and never had any friends because he was so uh, just terrible to people in general. Is <laughs> Chris D'Elia that or does he just have that <laughs> vibe? Mm-hmm. And so I always felt like... There was a chance. I always felt there was a chance that Chris D'Elia was actually a really good dude, but because his vibe is that of Creeper or like Dane Cookish, and because of the fact that he, I think his dad is like uh, a big producer in Hollywood or something, right? Yeah, he was a producer on Judging Amy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's like, one of those because... shows that I never watched that always seemed like so hilarious to me in concept. It seems I mean, like a I don't, show that would be playing on the TV on, like, 30 Rock. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what Judging Amy is. Is it the... It's... There was a time when there were shows like Judging Amy and Suddenly Susan that I was just like, <laughs> I I don't know what these shows are based on the title, but I, I know they're on TV, so I like, cool. it's To me, it's one of those shows where uh, it's just like you put sassy lady and you you combine sassy lady with occupation where it's like yeah yeah, yeah mrs yeah. speaker judging it, amy and uh cool hot fire lady. lady that's your show yeah yeah cool hot fire lady yeah, yeah. yeah there's my pitch cool hot fire lady starring taya leone uh <laughs> this fall on, on nbc magazine charlotte <laughs> 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 yeah uh yeah but uh anyway so yeah chris D'Elia was like someone who i uh i always was like and i think a lot of it also stemmed from the fact that like he was uh tall? yeah uh, he's not tall than me but you know it's oh. Fact, oh. no it's the fact that he was uh on uh that like justin bieber roast and like it and was like torn apart by every comedian who who went up and it was like torn apart in a way that like you can like you know comedians roast each other all the time on those shows but like the really hurtful stuff to me really stands out as a comedian like the stuff where you know that hurts more than 
you can call someone a fat piece of shit doesn't do anything. But if you yeah. say that someone has no friends and no one likes them and like, <laughs> like they're, they only are famous because uh, their daddy is in the industry and stuff like you could see the hurt on his face. And I always, I don't know. So I felt like he, uh, like there was a chance he wasn't, you know, just another Dane cook, but it turns out he might be worse. <laughs> So that's too bad. Um, yeah. I mean, mostly too bad for all. <laughs> These are always women. weird situations because it always feels like a very, uh, it's like part airing of legitimate grievances and part like shameful pile on, you know, and you're oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't join in on. Everyone's on... all like, I can forgive pedophilia, but he's a hack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I always knew yeah. he fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's I. That's always like the the yeah, the worst part of it is when you are just piling on with other stuff. You're like, finally, I can say I've never enjoyed his shoes. <laughs> yeah, where I feel like Brett Kavanaugh was like the opposite situation, where it was like we had this huge deal about like whether he tried to rape someone in high school, and then it kind of just. We ignored that he like randomly had hundreds of thousand dollars of like country club fees paid off by like some sort of third party. And we don't know. Really? Like he has all that. Yeah. He, he had country like some, club fees. Yeah. He owed, he was like, like in six figures of debt or something. And then one day he like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he wasn't. And it was like, okay, well how did that happen? And where did that Wait, money He was come delinquent from? on his country, the country club. Yes. <laughs> that is enough of those sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it on my tab. Like <laughs> that is, that is that is the most insanely blue blooded thing I have heard in my life. Like he had a problem. That episode of King of the Hill. Where, Which one? Uh, they try, they recruit Hank to join Nine Rivers Country Club because if mm-hmm. they don't have a white guy, the PGA is not going to let them. Uh, the PGA is not going to come to Nine Rivers. Oh, and they're like. This is Hank Hill. He's super white. Yeah. Oh, that's I've never seen that. <clears throat> but King of the I, Hill or that episode? Uh, that episode. But also, I would say I've seen maybe ten episodes of King of the Hill ever. Dude, I know. I, I know. Couldn't, I couldn't watch it. It was too sensitive for me. Oh yeah, it's racist against you. It just, is that what you meant? No, it just felt. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt very touchy feely, and I I don't know. Oh really? Is yeah. it a touchy feely show? No. You don't think so? I don't know. I haven't Tender. watched. I haven't watched enough of it to. I I never it's got, got into heart. it. So. Start with season five, and then. Like Tom Petty's I was like a regular on it for the last five seasons. Like it's so good. That's okay. Amazing. By the way. Uh, the same year, he accumulated the highest debts of his judicial tenure. Kavanaugh also joined the Chevy Chase Country Club, uh, an elite country club that counts Chief Justice Don Roberts among its members, and as of 2017, required a $92,000 initiation fee and annual dues of more than $9,000. Jesus Christ. Initiation fee? $92,000? Yeah, and so like he had all this, uh, he had all these like credit card debts, and then like this country club fee. He and... put it on his credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. He had See, a lot of some debts, rich kid shit and no one, no one knows how he got them paid for. And all of a sudden, like they were just like paid off one day, and everybody was like, "Whoa, how'd that?" But happen? I mean, like, what? But what's the what's the scandal there? Other than yeah, his dad other than the fact right? that he has that he might be like in in hawk to mysterious rich people. Well, what, wouldn't it be like his dad or something? No, I don't Epstein. think so. Oh, I mean, I I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I uh, my initial thought was that this was something he did in his youth, where he would just join country clubs and then. No, this like, was like three a... years. This was like three oh, years oh, okay. ago. Kennedy cousin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is strange. Well, then, uh, yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent believe that it was like you know the Koch brothers paid it off so that he could eventually be a fucking you know Supreme Court justice or something. I don't know, dude. The way money is thrown around politics these days, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, we got to fix the system. Yeah. I'm against uh, it. In May 2017, he reported owing between sixty dollars and $200,000 on three credit cards and a loan against his retirement account. By the time Trump nominated him to the high court in 2018, those debts had vanished. Wow. Maybe Trump paid it. I don't know. No, nah, he know. wouldn't do that. Trump's like a Trump's a cheap piece of shit. You would yeah, never he do that. He's like a hand to mouth billionaire. He doesn't like, even pay yeah. the guy who like installs the drapes on his toilet. Yeah, right. There's no way he <laughs> the drapes on his toilet. Yeah. Uh, uh but you know what? <clears throat> oh, this is gonna be a segue, I can tell. <laughs> Wait, why why do you think that was a segue? That was so natural. <laughs> it was very natural. But you know what? <laughs> he could, uh, uh, he could just do like Jeremy Piven and charge $15,000 for a Zoom call. You know what sucks is that was actually a really good segue. But the but you know what was so bad <laughs> that your segue into the segue gave it away. Well, yeah. these are Brechtian segues. I don't try to hide the artifice of them. <laughs> yeah. Chapter dude. two of the front. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Brechtian means, but uh, that's that sounds like a good word. Oh, dude. he was like this guy, and uh, he just well, he has this really amazing show at the Palisades Playhouse. Uh, oh and, yeah, Brecht. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Uh, so Jeremy Piven is on Cameo, which he's on, yeah, uh, that's fine. It makes sense. I understand that. I mean, he's a he's a guy who some people you know want to pay to say i don't know let's hug it out yeah that's you know. yeah no, well, is that his catchphrase yeah is that an entourage thing yeah, yeah. that was entourage he was also Some in people say oh i've got mercury poisoning yeah <laughs> i can't do acting <laughs> I mercury mean, from the sushi. For the sushi too much sushi who would have he, thought that, that that would be something he would be remembered for what like this? that has to suck like you call in sick one day uh <laughs> And then that is the thing. It's like, sorry, guys, I got mercury poisoning from fucking living my best life. Well, I think he was in some <laughs> I think he was in some play and he decided that he didn't want to do it anymore and stopped showing up. And then I think the story was he got sued and he was like, oh, no, I was oh. just sick from mercury poisoning. That's why I didn't come in. Oh, okay. oh, 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 OK. It's yeah, a that's worse. Dispute. OK, that's worse. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. Which, so, uh, I mean, that's got to be up there in the all-time, you know, excuses for not showing up to your job. 
Yeah. Pantheon. I'm trying to think what my worst excuse was. I'm a drug addict. That was one. So I had a friend. I have depression. I'll be back in two weeks and then just never called them again. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I like that. I like that. I had a friend who, I forget what job he was doing, but his excuse was that he was walking home and he fell in a hole at a construction site and he couldn't climb out and he had to wait for someone to bring a ladder. <laughs> Oh, I remember that oh, story. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I remember that parable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and was that true? No, it was not true. Okay. <laughs> See, this is my this is why I could never be an employer. So well, I'd be like, oh my God, get the ladder. I understand. Well, I think that's why it worked, because it sounds so convoluted and strange that you're like, why would someone make this up instead of just saying, you know, I had explosive diarrhea? Right, right. Yeah. Or I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I like sprained yeah. my ankle walking down my front stairs or like fell down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Like I that's that one a lot. God damn. I'm trying to think if I remember leaving the a job uh over the phone, but it was after I had had a seizure and shit when I worked at the doctor's office because I, I was I was uh, on drugs and stuff. But uh so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a good like fake you know faked my way out of a day of work story i think i, I just would say in law school of like which professors i'd used which excuses <laughs> wow oh that that's smart wait you went to law we school gotta... yeah dude you didn't know that no yeah dude when did you go to law yeah. school a while ago 2012 why aren't you doing law why aren't you doing more law now because I had a nervous breakdown and then started doing comedy. Oh. You don't know the Alice and Mick origin story this whole time? I don't think so. Oh, it's because oh, you... Yeah, yeah, you must have... Uh, you, Matt, stopped... you only know because we were interviewed for that thing together. What and, thing? Like, you, me, and Torio. It was somebody... Some, like, journalist guy was interviewing the Tabernacle people and we were all just telling our like sad comedian origin stories of like i was gonna commit suicide and then i decided to tell dick jokes (laughs) yeah yeah i I mean i but i thought i knew it because that's why it on stage i don't have any good ones compared to you guys matt's got heroin you got law school nervous breakdown what did torio have i don't remember i think it was also like almost a suicide yeah yeah depression or something yeah it's like you can either pick up a 45 or a microphone. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes the 45 after the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tight 45. A tight 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so uh, Jeremy Piven, $15,000, which uh, is apparently a lot higher than other people on Cameo, like Lance Bass is charging uh, $1,250 for a 10-minute Zoom call. And he went to space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a space And man. was in NSYNC. Like, yeah. he's so much better. I know. And then Sean Astin you can get for $600. Yeah, okay, Sean so, Astin? but... He ain't been Wait, dropping really? no eaves, sir. Really? Wait, that, I think we should do that. By the way, <laughs> just spend some of our Patreon money on Sean Astin. On uh, having him be a guest on the podcast. We should dude. just start yeah. getting all of our our podcast guests through Cameo. <laughs> it's a Sending good you guys idea. An invoice for $600 yeah, after it this. really is a good idea. 
It's a good idea, dude. Straight up. Okay, so would you? Oh, so and Brett Favre is five grand. What? All right. I mean, yeah, I I get that though. Like that's that is, but here's the thing: Jeremy Jeremy Piven Piven needs fifteen thousand dollars, and if one person does it, then he's got fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So exactly, it's like selling pianos. You know, <laughs> go come again. It's, it's like selling grand pianos. Sure. You have a storefront filled with pianos. People aren't buying pianos every day. Yeah, you, you know sell, how you know how people never buy pianos these days. You, you know how people don't buy pianos. The government means sell, to no bail, bail out the grand piano industry. You sell two pianos a year, and you're fine. You can afford the storefront. You can afford the employees. I think that's true. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that's. It sounds that right. Sounds true. Doesn't it yeah. sound right? Because I've yeah. been to also, like. I bought a piano drink. Oh, look at that little keyboard! <laughs> I love it. Little baby keyboard. Oh, oh, I love it. It's blue. It's a blue I'm going one. Through the rock opera phase of quarantine. No, oh, oh, hell like yeah! It. You're writing a rock yeah. opera. <laughs> kind of. Uh... Oh, I knew it because <laughs> you said it, but <laughs> I knew it. That's cool. I want to hear it when it's done. Thanks. What, I like I said when it's done because I'm like you don't show it to me early. Yeah, no, finish I, that no work in progress. Yeah. Um. So here's why the Jeremy Piven thing makes sense. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Um, he just needs one person to be. He like, just needs yes. one. But also, think about the type of people who are gonna want to do a Zoom call with Jeremy Piven. Bachelor parties. <laughs> Bachelor parties, uh, and fucking, shipping in five grand. Like, for that, like tell us to like hug it out. People who have, uh, who wear expensive watches. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's this type of person who, um, is bad with money. Um, <laughs> who also is a fan. <laughs> like, it's like this entourage fan base of people who I'm just are like picturing Adam Sandler and uncut gems. Yeah, but not <laughs> see. I don't think Adam Sandler. No loose. No, I'm just saying that. Like, I think there's a there's people who watch Entourage, who are like, the way you get respect is like paying way more. First, you get a money. Yeah. Then you should. Then you get a watch. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. you get a respect. Then yeah, you get. Yeah. Then exactly. you get the power, and then yeah. you get the women. Yeah, and then you get you to get, hug like, it out. And then you get Aquaman. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I get it. Like he knows that there's like some Like a Tom tools. from Succession type. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Lambsgans. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, $15,000. I mean, that means I feel like quality. I feel like Lambsgans was too highbrow for Jeremy Piven. I don't, like, I don't think he would ever admit to watching Entourage. I don't know. You saw it. he wouldn't admit it to the family, but he would admit it to those bachelor party guys, the fly crew or whatever. Yeah, I feel like that. Would be, like Entourage is something cousin Greg would be watching, and Tom Wamsgans <laughs> would like slap the remote out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rich enough for your blood. Yeah, what are you, a poor person? I'm sorry, Matt. Get the fuck oh, out God, of here. Oh God, these goose feathers, dude. I'm so sorry, man. How do the rich live like this? No. <sighs> Um, I know. I feel like you're such a silly goose. I'm surprised this has never affected you before. Oh, that's fun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, question. 
Uh huh. Uh-huh. Should, should we join Cameo? Yeah. I mean, we might like, as well. Like, wh- how? Like, we're already on Patreon. How else can we whore ourselves out for I a few, few dollars? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to whore. Set myself. it at like an opposite pivot where it's like twenty five <laughs> cents, so then a bunch of people do it. Yeah, I love doing lots of work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing, though. You know, dollar here, five were there. $20 bill to, you know, come over to someone's house, suck their dick. Like, it's a business. I, you know, I respect Piven's... It's show and it's business. It's show and it's <laughs> business. And as show. Robert Frost once said... As Robert <laughs> Frost once said... Um, Bitch better have pay. my money. So, someone's got to pay for all this McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. I respect, I respect Piven's uh, strategy of... You know, setting the price for something that he doesn't want to do at all uh, extremely high. That, you know, yeah. makes yeah. that's supply and demand. I'm going to figure it's out like how to join Cameo. You suck a dick for a million dollars there. Yeah. I, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. How to join Cameo. I think you just joined Cameo. Perfect. I don't think that How you... to yeah. join. Oh, weird. How to join is a really good how come game. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> is. This is great. How to join the Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) How to join Space Force. (laughs) I love the idea that you think the Illuminati uh, controls everything. So you're like, how how come I can't be in the Illuminati? See, that's that's the kind of... That's the kind of success win bro who would pay $15,000 to Jeremy Piven to do Zoom calls. The same person who's like, hey, you got to figure out how to get in the Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, these he people aren't entrepreneurial enough. Yeah. He's like, get me in the Illuminati. They control everything. I'm powerful. Why can't I? And then the assistant types in. Yeah, I wonder if how like to join the Illuminati. How, do you come, think the- how do I make microchip that Bill Gates puts in people's vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> do you think that people... Like the Illuminati, you think they have unpaid interns? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. You have to pledge. I would love to do an internship with the Illuminati. There's so much hazing in the Illuminati. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to drink so much fucking children's blood. <laughs> joke. 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 Oh, I thought you said joke. I thought you were. I thought you were doing joke, the thing, joke, like joke. when you say Tell I'm going to kill joke. the president, and you're just like, "It's a joke. It's a joke." <laughs> I thought you were doing it like, "Oh, they drink blood." Joke, joke. Just if you're Illuminati and you're listening from the NSA, we're just kidding. We love the Illuminati here. Queen Elizabeth, we are sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Jeremy Piven. Uh, you know, he's got an expensive sushi habit, so he's got to feed it. You know, yeah. don't judge him. <sighs> Sushi's I like expensive. That mercury poisoning's like the gout of now. It's just like a it king's is. disease. Yeah. You know who I feel bad for? People who the get fish. um <laughs> Yeah. But no, people who get uh like sushi brain parasites who don't usually eat sushi. Like that sucks. <laughs> <It's> like-, <laughs> <laughs> like like I understand, you know, like with eating a lot of sushi and then getting mercury poisoning, that's like hilarious and uh you know fuck you but like yeah rich man's disease yeah but yeah but just deciding to go have sushi once and getting a brain parasite for life you're just like ah that sucks dude yeah sucks to suck bro yeah do you guys ever just think about that like what if we get a brain parasite no try not to oh i think about a lot stewing in my own memory reruns (laughs) yeah just whole quarantine 
Well, maybe that's a brain parasite in a way. Yeah, it's like, hey, remember when you hazed a bunch of people in college? Shouldn't have done that. That was weird. Did you give them brain parasites in college? Butt parasites. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you hazed a bunch of people in college, huh? Yeah. I, Dude, I have... I, I have... Yeah, but I have memories. I do the same thing. I've been stewing in my darkest, like, worst thing I ever said to someone. Uh, and I can't help but out loud go oh and yeah. like, sometimes francesca will ask me what's wrong and i go oh nothing i was just you know i'm just making noise but in my head i'm going like how, how did i say that why did i do this just like bad bad jokes that i thought were gonna like crush uh with like amongst friends and then everyone stopped and i had to be like oh my god yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the yeah. worst part of it is because like you're going through everything you've ever done wrong. Oh, but you know you're missing some. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Tons. Just yeah, like yeah, the yeah. incompleteness of it. Yeah. But also like the lack of external stimuli. My brain mm. is just playing reruns. Oh yeah. And I am like remembering stuff that I haven't thought about in 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to make one of those videos like the actors did where we look directly into the camera and we say, I am, I am complicit. I did. I, I did, take responsibility. I did at I least five racisms. Yeah. <laughs> I take responsibility. I said some I shit. Made a 17 year old drink Jose Cuervo until they went to the hospital. but that's part of it listen that's not on you can i say that it's it's systemic it's systemic that's what i was gonna say that's not a systemic problem in the ultimate frisbee yeah (laughs) look this is not ultimate frisbee there was a few bad apples uh we had exactly there was you know obvious bad apple does not represent that's, the disc community as a whole. That's a spirit foul on me. <laughs> yeah. It's a spirit foul on the entire community. Yeah. I yeah. I take responsibility. One time I punched my sister in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... I, I That's another one that I think about constantly. Where I'm just like, oh! Because it, it was like I, like... I did one of those like karate hits you oh, know yeah um, like a back fist it, it, like a kata uh, yeah that yeah because she was next to me in a car and it and i and i hit her at the side of the of the eye which is the part that gives you a black eye and i gave her a black eye and i just like the i think about bone. i think about that maybe once a week and just like just yeah but just she's like she's your twin that doesn't mean shit. That's why that's worse. No, it's I not think... punching down. It's punching laterally. Yeah, well, that's true. you could not punch more laterally than punching your own twin. <laughs> uh, but it's not funny. She is a girl though, so yeah. And also, it was like it was just don't hit that, women. D- yeah, it was it was awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you were like, younger then. This was like at least three, four years ago. No, but, <laughs> but this was this you're was, only we thirty-two. Like, it's this... really sweet that you feel really bad about it. It's, but not as, it was, it was, it was bad. Cause like it was, uh, I was, I think we were 18. <laughs> and we were, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We were in a car together in my mom's minivan and doing that fucking move. I just was like, I didn't expect it to actually. You were, and... you were just perpetuating the cycle of violence that your brother started <laughs> when he would punch you in the back of the head while you were eating food. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing because I ne- we never 
you know, I never hit. Oh, God. I've been thinking about that a lot. That's the problem with quarantine. It's like, listen, I like to live my life and not think about all the horrible things I've done. But I, hitting, I, that's why I fill my day with things to do. Yeah. So I don't have to think about these things. Thinking it just, it had, oh, I feel so bad about hitting my sister in the eye. I, don't, I, I, I should call her. Yeah, you should call her. Um, you know, there's this cat that I saw in the New Yorker that looks just like your cat. And it's... Uh, my cat? Well, Chitty, you, you, oh, Chitty. Yeah, yeah. My, my step, my step cat. Your step cat, Aww. and um, it's really like however bad you think the New Yorker is at comedy, yeah. uh, it's like so much worse. Like, have yeah. you, have you, have you seen it at all lately? This is like from no, I don't fuck with it. This is no. from two days ago, and uh, it's pretty shocking. Um, the headline is. My cat just said, feed me, woman, out loud. Is this normal? Ugh. Uh, would, you guys, Ugh. Would, you, would you guys like me to read any of this? Uh, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to, if, first of all, is this a shouts and murmurs? Uh, daily shouts, yeah. 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 Hey, NYC uh. Cat Lovers Facebook group. As a new cat owner, I'm so excited to be a part of this online community of a meowsing cat people. I'm hoping you guys can help me out. You see, I was a little late. Can I stop? Can I stop you for a second? <laughs> please, please do. The author thinks they're better than that pun, and that pisses me <laughs> off. Yeah, they think they're making fun of that pun. No, you're not. You're contributing to it. It's like people like who are ironic. ironic. Racism. It's, it's like ironic racism. Yes, exactly. I'm doing a character that yeah, thinks a that that's okay. It's like, no, dude, you're just straight up doing it, and you're God. not better than that. NYU needs to get back in session so these fucking sophomores <laughs> stop contributing to shouts. Yeah. <laughs> you I see... They're turning the Coastal Elites thing from the New Yorker into a TV show. Ooh, what's that? Ugh. It's some, like... Uh, New Yorker thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Coastal yeah. elites, uh -huh. and it's just like people named like Malcolm and Alexandria talking to each other about news of the day. Oh boy, like, in a highfalutin way. Yeah, so it's funny, and I'm sure it's, it's meant to funny. be. It's meant to be arch, but it's like no, you you actually are that person though. You are that. You yeah. are that. Yeah. You're just. This is just overheard in New York. Like yeah. yeah. Ugh. You All right, keep going. You see, I was a little late in feeding Speckles this morning. Out of nowhere, he placed his paw on my foot and, in a mocking tone, said, Feed me, woman. Is this normal? My favorite part of having a cat is coming home to him each day. It's so cute when he rubs against my legs. Sometimes, when I get home, I notice that stuff has been moved around. Occasionally, it's big stuff, like rugs or lamps. Other times, it's small stuff that I almost don't notice. Last Tuesday, my favorite mug had been moved close to the edge of the shelf, and when I opened the cabinet, it fell out and shattered on the floor. I heard a mm. smug little laugh from the other room. I have reason to suspect it was Speckles. Do your fuzzy friends ever pointedly set traps like this? At least he never scratches the furniture. Okay, here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, that is what they should just call the New Yorker. Like th that worked. That that is the kind of <laughs> piano music that would be playing while this is being written. What's annoying is so far, oh. in terms of like the comedy is so understated, and so is the like you know 
irony or whatever. Uh, it's so understated. It's like it's not even there. Yeah. It's like it's not even there. And also it's like this just sounds like an actual post from a Facebook cat group. Like, yeah. and I'm sure I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it gets bigger. At some point, does the cat... W- no, it never gets bigger. I, I can oh, never cool. gets... Not really. I mean... He just says. Should we me- be contributing to shouts of murmurs? He says meaner. Th- the cat. The cat says meaner things, and then it ends with like a Father John Misty reference for some reason. Oh, oh. fuck you! God, I, 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 I don't know anything about Father John Misty, but I know I, I just I know I dislike him. Is well, all weird? I know is that he stole a giant crystal uh-huh. from Moon Juice in Silver Lake. Yeah. And then got in an Instagram fight with the owner because she was like, whoever stole our crystal, please don't just bring it back. We need her. And he uh-huh. was like, uh, the crystal needed to come on this journey with me. So I fucking took it. No, no. He was doing an irony because he heard about the stolen crystal, I think. And then he like jokingly said that he stole it and wrote a thing, uh, wrote a piece very much like this about it, I believe. I, I, just, Is this well, normal that a crystal has to come with me? Yeah. One time... I, I, Sorry, can I can I just I, I want to get you more mad? Oh, please, 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 okay. please, please. One time he kept stepping it's so his early to be this angry. Uh-huh. <laughs> he kept stepping his cute furry paws on my laptop keyboard, while keyboard while my back was turned. He ordered a copy of Infinite Jest from Amazon using my credit card. How did he memorize my card number? Have any of your cats ever stolen money from you and used it to buy a David Foster Wallace novel? When I adopted him, I knew that he might pee on the couch. It's just odd that no one warned me about this. Well, I, I, I fucking, I just, I, I, yes, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so, just, just like you're, you're fucking New Yorker bingo. You think that you're, you're fucking smart because you're like, I'm making fun of infinite jest but you're a fucking hack you're a for even bringing hack. it up like you're bringing it up because you're like not only uh, do i know about it and i've read it but i'm better than it but you're not better here i'm just gonna read you the end because like, you think it gets bigger bigger but i think the references just get stranger and stranger uh am stranger i not or yeah or coastal elite um, yeah, both. Am I not playing with Ugh. him enough? Is his litter box too dirty? Does he need more time outdoors? Seriously, cat lovers, I need some help here. I read that I'm supposed to tire him out before bed by playing with him, but he just keeps telling me that he doesn't have time for my little games and then demands that I buy him a Bowflex machine. Does Purina make those? I'm sorry this post is so long, but I hope that someone on this possum page can help me out. I've got to go. You didn't even try with that one. That's the worst one. Possum? It's awesome. how can it be pop? It's not a possum. Mm. No, paw, paw. No, it's paw and awesome. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. All right. Uh, I'm still mad at that, but I'm less no, mad because possum. I thought it was like oh possum. Yeah, you know no. I mean? uh, I've got to go. Speckles just started blaring Father John Misty. They never said it was easy being a cat mom. I fucking hate you. I, I fucking yeah. hate. I hate you. Why I actually you fucking I, tell us about this. I'm so. This is gonna give me like agita a whole day. <laughs> like, 
I hate like Vince. I hate you a little bit. No, I now. know. Yeah, I, I brought that on myself. It was like I think the person, the editor who let that go, should be fired before the New York Times uh, op-ed editor who let the oh, Tom yeah. Cotton thing go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I completely agree. Like, it, like while we're like trying to defund the police, like defunding <laughs> uh, the, all of all of New Yorkers' attempts at comedy. All of New Yorkers' attempts at comedy, <laughs> uh, just the New Yorker in general, uh, and yeah, like I think uh, they already defunded the New Yorker. That's why it's like this. Is that what it is? Because it's like I yeah, swear, so, I bet you, like people are gonna get angry and send this to each other, being like, "Look at this fucking thing!" And then, <laughs> you know what it is? This is I think this is what makes me the most angry in their attempt to not offend anyone. They write the worst fucking comedy you've ever heard and they're think, like like there's yeah. nothing there do you think like, that's I, what the attempt is to not offend anybody no no i think editorially editorially the things that they pass on it's the problem is, is there's only one simon rich and like simon rich can't write all of your your twee shit <laughs> and so you get like a bunch of like nyu sophomores to write it and they fucking <laughs> suck and they don't get what makes simon rich good because simon rich is good Simon Rich, you know, yeah. he's one of those guys who I wanted to hate because he's got rich family, you know, literary family, and he's like a prodigy. He's like really young. Um, but every time I, uh, you know, read something of his, I'm like, that's fucking funny. What does he write? Angle. Uh, he write. He he wrote a few shouts and murmurs. He he, he, uh, he also did a show called uh, Man. What is that? Man Seeking Woman or something like yeah, that? Yeah, with Jay Baruchel. Yeah, with Jay Baruchel on FX. Um, he uh, he had this really good one. Um, you know that was he's uh, funny. It's... He's he's funny. He's like a funny comedy writer who's like young, and he writes twee shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, occasionally, you know, they'll play it on like. This American Life, and I'll hate it because either he or someone lame will uh, be narrating it. But then, just reading it, you're like, "Oh, that's that's fucking funny." Like, like yeah. he did a a whole one about you know the joke about the twelve inch pianist. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it ends with, uh, "Oh, I you know I thought you said twelve inch pianist." Um, and then he write he wrote an entire short story about uh the life of this 12 inch pianist who is now now exists uh -huh. and <laughs> and like he was just brought into this world as a joke and now he has to live his life as a 12 inch pianist and uh i was like that's good that's a good joke that's a good concept anyways point is there are people who can do new yorker writing well right yeah, yeah. Uh, uh andy borowitz comes to mind <laughs> of course but, <laughs> yeah no but uh but yeah, but the problem is, is that they try to make everything like that. I think it's an editorial choice because to write about, you know, uh, a relate, like if I were writing this or not me, maybe someone better, but as someone who's a bad writer like me, if I were writing it, it would be um, the relationship with the cat gets more and more real to the point where like um, the cat basically uh starts doing domestic violence and then uh eventually she tries to leave the cat but the cat uh you know is just got like this emotional hold over and uh -huh. then it turns into like a black snake moan type thing where there's like a chain involved and then um <laughs> eventually like 
Uh, it, Black you know, snake meow. Yeah, Black snake meow. And then uh, eventually she has to just fucking kill the cat, um, you know, it's in order to escape the relationship. Like... These are, you know, but that's that's just off the top of my head. I'm a, you know, my hack brain. Yeah. My, my my dark hack brain went there. Yeah. But they don't do that because that that's not what they're trying to do. And in their attempts to write something, uh, ironically making fun of a Facebook group about cats, they just wrote a post. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what annoys me too. It's they're posting. They're just posting. Matt. And they're getting paid so much. They are. Oh, you know what we've neglected today? What? You know what today is? Oh, dude. No. <laughs> you don't? It's the 10-year anniversary of the broadcast today. Oh, my God. Yes, oh I did God. know that. I did know that. But this, uh, this You're is... taking so many young men from prospective school shooters to prospective workplace shooters yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah that's relatively correct um uh yeah no it's 10 years now not for me personally i think i came in around year two or something like that yeah um, somewhere around there or like you know it, it had been going on for a while it wasn't until i started being regular on that it started going downhill um <laughs> i i single-handedly ruined the podcast but uh yeah, we need to. We should do something for it. Someone on Twitter pointed out that it was ten years. I don't know what I we like, should do for it. We do have an email about it. I think that was oh, the we first. Do? Yeah. From okay. It. Well, let's get it. Let's 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 do email. Shout out to Anthony, who was the first person to notice that it was our ten year anniversary. Yeah. I believe. Hey, Tony. Uh, hey, hey Frock Crew. I don't know if you Fuck. guys know this, but your ten year anniversary from the first Frockcast is June seventeenth next week. Uh, I have been listening since that first one. You reviewed A-Team. I also remember Vince recalling the lesson of trying to prevent spicy pepper pussy on his girlfriend and him burning his dick off from the spices on his hands in some restaurant he worked in. (laughs) Dick joke humor definitely was part of the reason I liked it so much. These last 10 years have been great. I feel like we've all grown, gotten more mature. What was the major point of discussion on the last broadcast? Oh, it was eating ass. Well, I guess we haven't grown that much. You guys know I'm kidding. I feel like I'm jumping on the bandwagon, sending an emails, thanking you for 10 years. Actually, no, we only got this one. Uh, <laughs> thanking you for 10 years of laughs. Uh, since you started the podcast, I've dropped out of college, joined the Coast Guard, lived in San Fran, Virginia, Pensacola, and now Cape Cod. I've been married for five years. Today's our wedding anniversary, in fact. And we have our first wow. a baby daughter due in September. Even though you don't know me, Vince, we briefly met way back when at an open mic at Brainwash. You guys have been a major part of my life. I sincerely want to thank you for bringing me joy in the last 10 years, and I hope you continue for at least 10 more, Anthony. Oh, that's so sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you got your life together and joined the Coast Guard. Um, The Coast Guard, it's like, you know, someone's got to guard the coast. Uh, (laughs) no that's that's people that's are fucking always amazing, trying to attack our coasts i feel like uh that's a really sweet email and uh yeah man so 10 years dude what congrats on the baby oh yeah and congrats on the baby that's fucking cool. 10 and also, years 10, 10 years, years dude that's has it been too we've been to, just a little too long huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's a weird thing too, because it's like you know, uh, so much has happened in those ten years. Uh, yeah, you know, life uh, became like, a living hell. 
Well, yeah, life became a living hell, but like, you know, like in terms of like the podcast, you know, we had Ben, you know, obviously pass away. Mm -hmm. That was very sad. I joined at some point. Yeah. Um, That is sad. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, We made a (laughs) documentary um, where we went to the Gathering of the Juggalos. That's right. That's right. We did a live fraught in Chicago where we uh, talked about Running Man. Yeah. I mean... I feel like... And now we live in Running Man. Yeah. I, I mean, Brett, uh, here's a question I had about the past. At one point... Go on. Um, at one point early on the fraught, uh, when I would come on, um, Brett was over the phone? Yeah, he was in New York for a while. For like a long period of time. Yeah, for like a year, I think. And so was he, what was he doing out there? Uh, just living, working. I don't know. I think he had a job in New York briefly. And then he came back. And then he came back. And then he went away again. And then he went away again. Yeah. I mean, a lot's happened. Like he got married, had some kids, uh, lost his mind. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't do podcasting anymore. Brendan, uh, you got married, had some kids. Um, occasionally does name a year draft. Uh, you, you know, you're engaged. Um, someone said online, uh, on like Twitter that I joined and then everyone, and then everyone realized that they should get sober and <laughs> get married and have kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, uh, I was almost like, I, I, like maybe my purpose for being on this podcast was to help everyone get their, their lives together, you know? Right. Yeah. You're like, fun. uh, Dane Cook in that movie where he's the. He's like the, the bad love guru. Yeah, he's no. <laughs> he's like the bad boyfriend that makes women settle down right after they date him. Is that a is that a movie? Is that yeah, really a movie? Good did? luck, Chuck. Remember that one? Jesus oh, Christ. No. God. Yeah, yeah. He That's helps, awful. He helps women get I married. Pronounce but... you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um Yeah, I mean, anyways, uh, you know, it's been so long and you know. There have been listeners who have been listening the whole time, which is wild because um, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Yeah, no, it's, I just it's I, varied wildly <laughs> in quality over this period. I feel That's like nice. They're like your friends, and yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like to think that we're gonna continue this podcast until the end of the world comes, and then we'll be like, you know like the aliens will eventually discover it uh-huh sure and then we'll, f- we'll then we'll finally have like twenty thousand listeners <laughs> the, yeah they'll yeah, so like, hey gleep glorp come listen to this this guy's yeah. got pepper dick yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I don't know i just uh they'll use it to learn about human culture and be weirded at out some, at some point we're gonna figure out a way to celebrate 10 years um i think someone's gonna have to make a 10 year best of but i don't yeah i think that's i don't know how to do it just yet but someday no we're gonna do a 10 year thing i don't know how um but you know as a 10 year anniversary gift um could you please tell your friends to listen to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) please you know yeah yeah help us sell pod yourself a gun (laughs) Yeah, help us turn that into a into a thriving business. Um, yeah. yeah, 
Anyway. Any more emails or uh, voicemails or what? Uh, there's a couple more. Um, uh, hey, guys. I just listened to the episode with Jane and Jason Webb. Uh, all-time great guest, by the way. I just wanted to say mm. that Matt's Scottish accent was so bad that it made me forget how to do one, which I used to be able to. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any better quarantine stories. I'm very dull. Schnitzel Bob. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I I, I do have the worst uh, Scottish accent. I do. No, see, that's Irish. That's Irish, but you know. I can't do it. Frotters. Speaking of accents, Frotters, love the show and thankful you guys are keeping us laughing. Even while not listening to the show, about five minutes ago, I came down to the living room to see my wife. My wife. Uh, my wife watching a cooking show i immediately hear peter jackson telling me about how to prepare his ejaculate in a vietnamese crepe needless to say i cannot watch this new zealand cooking show for over a minute without laughing out loud to a very confused partner i've sent a few other messages to you guys and been a loyal patreon piggy for a few years can't get enough fraud on hell yeah dude patreon piggy. <laughs> uh, i hope you enjoy uh, just cooking the ejaculate in uh, uh, having the salt uh, powder uh, in your mouth and it tastes good. All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Any voicemails? Uh, I think they're all for Sopranos. Okay. All yeah. right, we'll leave that for Sopranos. Uh, what do you say? We call this, uh, call this a pod? Have a gabagold day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll Vince call is, it an episode. Yeah. Vince is doing the thing where he's reading and responding Sorry. at the same time. Sorry. Uh, uh. Yeah, this uh-huh. was so. Uh, yeah, this was this was quite an episode. Uh, Allison Mick, thank you so much for being on. Where can Thanks people find so you? Much. They can find me on the uh, internet at at Allison underscore Mick on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, I mostly retweet people's Black Matter Black Lives Matter takes because it's not the time for pictures of my dog. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. That's true. Um, well, follow you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Vince. Uh, oh, fr- sorry. I'm so tired. And I got the allergies. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Patreon.com slash frogcast for all the super bonus episodes. Um, and Vince, what's a Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. Hell yeah. And uh, believe you me, ladies and gentlemen, um, at some point I'm not going to have allergies. And at some point we are going to do like a 10 year anniversary thing and uh, it'll be great and you'll love it. Uh, But until next time, good night and eat the beans.